We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. From the top, make it drop. That's some wet. Get a bucket and a pop. That's some wet. I did it right. Make it drop. Pop, pop, pop. That's some wet. Macaroni and a pop. That's some wet. Good morning. I'm Sister Latter Day Twain. I'm Brother Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Brother Jack Coffee. And uh, we both have dead dads. That's true. My dad died of uh, starvation. What did your dad die of? I bet when your dad got to heaven, <laughs> my dad was waiting for him. Oh and he God. said, hello there. <laughs> We've never met. But our kids record a really inappropriate podcast together. <laughs> For which I am ashamed of them and ashamed of my ancestry. But it's nice to meet you. And then my father said, Kenny uh-huh. Wilkinson, I'll say it because he's dead, shook his hand. He, sh- he, he like throws his hand out yeah. there, his arm like a, like a southern right, dude. Right, right. Hey, man. Right. Yeah, I heard right. about that podcast. Sometimes right. it's real funny and sometimes it makes me real uncomfortable. <laughs> And the whole time he's adjusting his pants. Oh, okay. And okay. his belt. My dad is scratching his balls because he's in his garments. Because that's my dad used to come down when we were kids. And he'd be like, you kids go to bed. Anyway, but no, what my dad actually would say is he would do, we've talked about these before, he'd do a handsome man joke where he'd go, oh, oh that's a pretty good grip for a dead guy. <laughs> Your dad would make those yeah, jokes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The handsome Knowing. man jokes. Yeah. So he'd do that in heaven, I too. I love it. Was your dad a high priest? Oh, yeah, he was a bishop. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <coughs> you well, have to be a high priest to be a bishop because a bishop is a, is, a, <coughs> is a part of the priesthood of Aaron, but we haven't been restored the keys for bishoprics, so you have to be a high priest in the Melchizedek priesthood in order to hold the bishop office in the Aaronic priesthood. I stopped listening. Basically, you're... About you're seconds yeah, ago. okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> the quality is stellar. It is right. like... It's second to none, as they used to say. Recently, one of our gentle listeners posted a photo of a microphone that he had kind of like hooked up to a computer that he and his kid used for something. And I was like, oh, maybe Sister Twain and I should get something like that. Or I said, oh, you have a nicer setup than Sister Twain and I. And he was like, this is literally like a cheap microphone that we plug into the computer. And I was like, yeah, like we don't even have that. We we kind of do remember but How, we but we don't use it. But we haven't. Right. We ha- okay. Fair. We, anyway, we don't use it. We use an iPhone. Uh, whatever the fuck you have. Eleven Pro Max. Oh, okay. Welcome to Hot Drinks. It's a podcast that we record you, weekly. You, you put some things in your ear holes, mm-hmm. and the sounds come in. And then you close your eyes. <laughs> then the sounds come in. <laughs> and the then sounds are you us. You close your eyes, uh-huh. and you go into an astral projection right. state. And you picture us as mm-hmm. Celine Dion and... That's me. I'm Celine Dion. Right. And uh, a second Celine Dion. <laughs> Fair. Um, so welcome. From the top, make, make it drop, drop that's, that's some wet. wet. That's Celine Dion's version, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's beautiful. So it's been a week. It's been a week. Guys. 
It's been a week. Let's just end it right here. Just our lives. The whole, well, no, the podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. That's fine, too. <laughs> Um, my children are like walking around upstairs. What are of they doing? Of course they one are. Of They're gonna all come, teenagers. One of them is going to come down and get a snack and we're going to be talking about pussies or something. And in two years, one of them might be... Stop it. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so RBG died. I don't want to talk about it. I don't either. But it was really hard. I... Let me tell you. Okay. Can I tell you? Yeah. And then I want to hear about your day. Because this is like a moment where, like, <clears throat> when I heard Kurt Cobain died, uh-huh. I will never forget exactly where I was and who I was talking to. Uh-huh. So, the day that she died, before I heard uh-huh. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right. I was in a really, really good mood. Imagine. You could even say heady. Oh, H-E-A-D-Y. Not H-E-D-D-Y, like Hedy Lamar. Right, no. Not Hedy Lamar. No. Hedy. Um, <clears throat> she was beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. I have been chatting quite a bit that day with a Republican. Yes. And feeling some, some good feelings. Right. In my heart. Right. And other places. Right. And then when I heard RBG died. Right. I literally, my mood... My chemicals yeah. plummeted. Yeah. And I don't want to say plummeted like, the fuck is wrong with Sister Twain? But, right. You know, but my mood uh-huh. went from like a 10 plus to probably... Imagine. To, <laughs> to like a 2 or a 1. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Not only was it the passing of this remarkable... Female human being, uh-huh. but the implications of her death, on top of everything of this year and the last four years, right. dot dot dot. Right, right. I I don't even need to finish that. Right. Anyway. Mem- remember how I said I didn't want to talk about it? Oh, did you? <laughs> you said me neither. <laughs> Guys. Anyway, it sucked. Everyone knows that. I don't want to go into the specifics, Mm-mm. but it sucked. But I will. But I do want to say, <laughs> that night, <laughs> the night of her death, yeah, we had the Zoom cocktail party. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and God bless all the people that showed up, right? And just tried to rally. And we even had a gentle listener <clears throat> that like kind of appeared in the cocktail party for a minute and then disappeared. And I texted her and I was like, "Hey, were you in the cocktail party?" She's like, "I can't stop crying." So I just. She's yeah. like, so I can't do it tonight. And I was like, fair, 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 fair. Who was it? I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. Um, but fun was had by all. Sister Twain got very drunk and then just commandeered the camera, which was great. <clears throat> and I, I could just this, sit in the corner and be sad. I also had this big king-size bed in my backyard. You, that was weird. Which was weird. And it was Did being, the person come pick it up? Yes. Okay, great. Um, and that's a story. But it was this king-size, like, amazing, like, foam. One of those foam, like, uh-huh. thousands of dollars uh-huh. mattress. Um, <clears throat> but we just didn't need it anymore. And so I sold it the next day, but I finished the cocktail party on that bed. Right. While you talked to our guests right. that were in person. Right. So we had Cindy there in person. Yeah. And we had Peter Priestcraft, who was visiting from out of town, who was so lovely to meet. So lovely. So lovely. So, so wonderful. Such a fun night. Anyway, while you guys were chatting and I was commandeering the cocktail party, uh-huh. um, uh, someone asked what tribbing was, and so I, like, acted it out on that oh, bed. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I didn't know what that was. No. No. 
mean, until it's, that it's night. very similar to scissoring. Sure. Oh, Maybe are, it is the same thing. I don't know. I was going to ask. All I know is that you're slapping cats. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's some wet. <laughs> Macaroni on a pot. So Sister Twain and I were talking about <laughs> the Zoom cocktail party. Oh, yes. And we're going to make a little tweak to that Patreon level. Preface. This year has really fucked the both of us up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I'm in a dark place, you guys. It's dark. <laughs> and it's not funny. No, it's not. But I mean, we it's laugh hilarious. to get through. Hilarious. Yeah. So we need some space. <laughs> well, no, we don't need space. We need some... <coughs> recalibration. We need some recalibration and we want to... I'm trying. I'm trying to reconnect to my spirituality which is a weird word for me to use because it makes me think of mormonism which this is not at all but um i need to reconnect to my <clears throat> mystical side so what we've decided that we're going to do so this is for anyone in the glory of gary patron uh-huh. pat- patreon uh-huh. um we're going to take a little break from the cocktail parties for a little while and we will send a each month we will send to the members of that patreon a <clears throat> sort of tarot reading for the upcoming months. Right. That is just for our patrons in the glory of Gary. Yes. Yeah. And And this, like I said, will give us a chance to be a little do a little bit more inner work about this year and kind of reconnect and recalibrate with like the more spiritual, emotional, mystical sides of ourselves. Yes. So and so we will check in with the universe. You'll get a tarot reading. Right. Just for this small group of people. Right. And just so you know that like that's a thing. Yeah. Right? Because when you talk metaphysically, time and physical distance are completely irrelevant. Right. So <clears throat> for example, one time I stumbled upon this video of this married couple they'd been married for several decades they were still very much in love uh-huh. and they would still sit and just kiss sometimes gross i know right what are we talking about hang on a minute okay and i thought it was the sweetest thing this interview with them, the two of them um she had dementia okay and he was had become her caretaker okay they were in their 70s, probably 80s, and they were so sweet. And it was like they were just smitten, like they had just met and fallen in love. What are we talking about? Just wait. <laughs> and I messaged my friend Tiff of Tiff and Jack that yeah. we've talked about. Yeah. Who is clairvoyant. Yeah. She's Claire, all the Claire's. She's all the Claire's. And, <clears throat> and an empath above all. Uh-huh. And I said, Tiff, look at this amazing video that I just stumbled upon. And she said, you stumbled upon that because that video was for you to see. Okay. And that video had been made several months prior, and I just happened to stumble upon it. Right. So that is the point that I'm trying to make about okay. our tarot reading. Okay. That just, it, you may listen to it on a different day than others. Right. But it will still be applicable it's all and relevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to start that next month. So <laughs> yes. if you want to get in on that tarot reading, you can bump yourself up to the glory of Gary. And if you're like, fuck you guys, I really like that cocktail party, bump yourself down. It's fine. We get it. <laughs> that, 
ebbs and flows. <laughs> Things ebb and flow in our lives. And you're like, I really wanted that cocktail party. That's why I was paying that money. Fuck you. That's okay. fine. We support it. We support it. Also, okay. while we're talking about metaphysical, I just want to do a quick shout out. You and I have a former acting teacher from BYU. Who is this? Okay. And... <clears throat> I did not recognize her at all. I know because she stopped coloring her hair. Um, anyway, she channels. Okay. And she does a daily channeling on YouTube and Instagram. And if you're interested in that, um, the Instagram name is Intuitive Soul Sister, first name Carrie, C A R R I E. And then, no, it is not Sister Volva. It's a different oh, Carrie. Oh, different Carrie, different yeah. Carrie. Um, okay, okay, let's do a little work. women's work, and then my daughter doesn't have any pants to wear to school tomorrow, so I need to go up and address that cool. on the break. Okay. So, okay. My women's work. Go for it. I'm super duper into this metal Mongolian band called The Who. H-U. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it in Mongolian. The Who. <laughs> I'm super duper crazy into it, and you'll see why I'm into it if you watch, excuse me, their YouTube video. Excuse me, videos. Okay. We're drinking Sleepy Hollows, we by are. the way. Cla- That's a classic of- fall drink. It is our first Sleepy Hollow of the season. My, Not mine, but it is your first Sleepy Hollow Well, my of the first, season. Se- sure. but us together. Yeah, together. 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 Yeah, with our dead That's dads. That's a bucket and a mop. That's some wet. So okay. you love so, uh, so Hungarian super, metal band. No, no, Mongolian. Mongolian metal band. <laughs> Called the who the H U is how you spell H U. Look them up on YouTube so you can really get the full, full experience. Um, The other thing I wanted to bring up is that I'm super duper into this German Netflix series called Dark. In German, it's called (laughs) Zadak. Zadak and Lugan. I don't know. Um, no, that was Swedish. Um, but anyway. <clears throat> I've heard good things about this series. Oh, my God. There's only 10 episodes per season. I'm on, like, episode six of season one. And I am crazy daisy into it. I feel like you talked about this on the show before. I probably have. Or did have. we talk about it in real life before? I probably have. I don't know. You guys, Have I told know. the listeners that I'm statuesque? Yeah, I, maybe. It's interesting. <laughs> I haven't thought about do that. Do know about Gary, my gay ex-husband? Anyway. Wait, he was gay? Do you have any women's wear? So just a couple of things. Um, I just want to talk briefly about the Emmys, which you could not care less about. <laughs> but I just want to point out, so I didn't even watch the Emmys. I've just gathered things from Twitter. Okay. Me too. Zendaya. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I love her so amazing. much. I love She's her so, so much. Do you remember when Julianne Rancic said some racist bullshit about her? And now Julianne Rancic has COVID. So I hope <laughs> you die, Julianne Rancic. Anyway. Um, Jesus. Here's the thing. Oh, God. So they the Emmys were obviously done kind of distance. So they sent, like, camera crews either to people's houses or, like, some, like, <laughs> cast of shows kind of gathered together or whatever. But here's the funny thing. They sent, like, a the person that gave them the Emmy was dressed in a hazmat suit. So some, I'm sure it's some intern at NBC. But they sent that, they sent an intern holding an Emmy to everyone's house. Because obviously, <laughs> like, if you're like, oh, are we going to win? And then you see the intern walking up to your front door, you know you're going to win. So every single person <laughs> had an intern walking up to their front door. And then when they announced it, the interns of the losers would just go walk away and go get in a van and drive away. Isn't that brilliant? I love it so much. Oh my God. I love it so much. The other thing I love is that Schitt's Creek swept the Emmys. It swept it? Swept it. 
right? So here's here's the thing. So I, I saw on Twitter today, uh-huh. Wise Soul said, if you can get through the first season, oh yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Have you never I'm, watched Sitch's Creek? I am still in the first season, okay. and I have I been will say, for a year. I didn't think the first season was terrible. I'm, I, I'm I don't always, think it's terrible either. But yeah, I think, and, and Dan Levy, who created the show, even said, like, this show is a testament of how you need to give, like, sometimes you need to give a show time to, like, find its voice and find its feed. Yeah. And, and he was saying it kind of to say thanks to, you know, CBC, the Canadian broadcasting company that was produced, you know, just to say, like, thanks for giving us a chance where a lot of companies probably would have canceled us after the first season. Sure. Because it hadn't kind of found its voice. Yeah. No, it's it's a, such a <sighs> lovely show. And it's, it's and Dan has said, there because there's a queer romance in the show, and Dan has said he wanted to write a show where queer love could sort of just happen unbound. Oh. There's no homophobia. Oh. There's no queer trauma. There, no one thinks it's weird that these people are queer. No one questions it. <sighs> Dan Levy's character is actually pansexual and no one questions that, even though they live in this kind of small town. And what, and what, and what I realized, like, as he was talking about the show, was that's how the show treats all kind of, like, that's how the show also treats women. Like, what if women could live in a world where they could do whatever they want and there was no <laughs> sexism? And, you know, like, so many times, especially in, like, a sitcom, the plot points are the easy jokes of, like, oh, so-and-so wants a new job, but the boss is sexist and he won't give it to her. You know, like, <laughs> so many comedies write their shows to kind of go for that, like, lowest common denominator of, like, sexism or homophobia or, you know, whatever. And this show, like ignores all of that and just has women who are powerful who make choices who aren't judged for them you know queer people who love one another you know like like poor people who aren't treated like they're trash you know like kind of people from a smaller kind of podunk town who aren't treated like white trash or you know like they're hillbillies or whatever anyway it's just it's a lovely show so it made me happy that it won everything and it made me cry so i remember I know we're already at like 18 minutes here right. and you're very strict. Whatever. You're <laughs> it's a bucket and a mop. That's some wet. I can't even say that's some wet. <laughs> There's still so much smoke in the air. You guys have been hacking all day. Um, I can barely see the mountains. Anyways, uh, I remember the first time I watched it. I watched the first episode with my gay ex-husband Gary because he was like, sit the fuck down. We're right, watching this. right. And I've always loved Eugene Levy. I thought he was brilliant ever since Second City, yeah. since I saw him in Splash. Waiting for Guffman. Um, You know he was in Splash in the 80s with Tom I'd Hanks. I'd completely forgotten. Right. Anyway. <clears throat> um, and then I'm like looking at this eye candy of Dan Levy. Yeah, he's gorgeous. And Gary said, that's Eugene Levy's son. And I was like, shut? Yeah, do they like look exactly the same? The fuck? They look identical. Uh, no, I saw it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never been you sexually attracted to Eugene Levy. Right, right. But Dan Levy. Right. Gay or not. Right, he gay. If he had a just a nanosecond of like, you know, I could try some vagina, I would be there. His character is like that. I know. His character's pansexual. It's Praise great. Be. Praise be. Um, and then, <laughs> May the Lord open. And then I think I was going to say something else. Oh, Catherine O'Hara has been a personal hero of mine since I was a child. She is a... Since I was a child. This show is a masterclass. For, it is, she is so brilliant and it's ridiculous. And um, even before Beetlejuice... Which 
changed my life and right. I have seen it hundreds of times. And she's a redhead. And right. I'm a redhead. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. <laughs> a and I'm statuesque from, redhead. I'm from Louisiana. She is not, but I just wanted to throw right. that in there. She's Canadian. Canadian. Just like Celine Dion. That's a bucket and, and a mop. Anyway. That's somewhere. So, Catherine O'Hara. Uh-huh. Okay. She and Martin Short and Eugene Levy, they go way back. They're part of Second City, the yeah, whole yeah, Canadian yeah. thing. Comedy thing. Once upon a time, pre-Beetlejuice, like two or three years before, Martin Short did a, an HBO special called This is Hollywood. Okay. And she was in it. Okay. And that was the first time I ever saw her do anything. Okay. And it was also the first time I ever saw a woman be funny that wasn't, let's see, how can I say this in a, in a politically correct way? That, that didn't look like a caricature of yeah. themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I saw her in Beetlejuice, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. And every single thing she's done since then I've watched, yeah. except for Schitt's Creek. California will be a sight for these weary eyes. Is That's that a line from, from Waiting Creek? for Guffman. Waiting oh, for Guffman. Waiting for Guffman. Anyway. Um, okay, so Let's, we're going to take a break. Yeah. We have a top five. What's the top five? The top five... <laughs> just need to check a message real quick. Is... The top five things unique to our childhood. Great. I'm going to go uh, get my daughter some laundry. She can't find any. We'll take a break. Is she like two years old? We'll be right back. <laughs> Looky here. We're back. See? We're going to talk about the five things from our childhood. Here's that are weird. what we're going to do. Here's, Here's what, what we're going to do. We're going to get on the Talkie Talk machine and we're going right. to tell you a story about what happened when we were kids. When we was kids. <laughs> Here's when how kids it's going to go. kids and men was men. <laughs> anyway. Hi. hi, welcome back. Number one. Number one. Numero Number one. Uh, things from your childhood or something. Numero, uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Dude. I don't think he was unique to you. New, he wasn't unique to me. But like... Everything about Ronald Reagan colored our childhood. And did you think that he was like amazing? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And now I would like I would I would gouge my yeah. eyes out. Yeah. And then feed them to myself. Right. I would like piss on his grave, except I don't even <laughs> want to get up and walk over to his grave. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where's he buried? Even I don't even know. Who I'm knows? not even gonna go. When you I'm even not go even to the, gonna go. If, the, if someone was like, hey, Ronald Reagan's, grave, Ronald Reagan's grave is at the front door. Do you want to come piss on it? I'd be like, no, I'm not coming to the front door for that. Right, I know. That's exactly. how much I hate him. Anyway. That's like if the Republican and I ever get married, you won't marry us. No, I won't. <laughs> I will, but I'll be dressed as Ronald Reagan. But it'll be a joke because I'll never get married again. <laughs> True. The whole thing will be a charade. <laughs> Such a charade. Anyway, Ronald Reagan. Ah, so. Do you know he, he won like 97% of the electorate? Oh, Fucking landslide. It's so weird. The and, and Jimmy Carter was like the too legit to quit. And then he ruined our country anyway. But like Ronald Reagan was such a part of our growing up. Yes. That it bled over into well, I mean, I guess all presidents do bleed over into like pop culture. Yeah. But like, do you remember <clears throat> Genesis had this video? Did you have MTV? Yes. 
Oh. I didn't watch it, though. <gasps> what? You know, I don't know any music or musicians. But when you have it. I know. It's like. But remember when I had BMG and I ordered the Bodyguard okay, soundtrack anyway, and the Batman anyway, soundtrack? Don't, don't ever bring that up again. Okay. So, no, I was not listening so Genesis to Genesis. had this song. My siblings were, I'm sure. I want to say maybe 87, 88. It was like, this is the world we live in. And it was like these puppets. And Nancy Reagan was a puppet and Ronald Reagan was a puppet. Uh-huh. And he portrayed them as these, like, these really dumb asses. Right. Right. Um, anyway, but like Ronald Reagan's, anytime you saw any kind of montage about the 80s, there was Cindy Galopper, there was Madonna, right. there was Michael yeah, yeah, Jackson, yeah. and there was Ronald Reagan. Right, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, there would be jokes on the radio. The DJs in my town of West Monroe, Louisiana, right. would do impersonations of Ronald Reagan. Right. And I remember one year they did this one where uh, he was part of a band. It was... Um, Ron, Paul, George, and Ringo. Oh, that's clever. And I was like, oh my God. I was like little, right? I was like, oh my God, it's like the Beatles except Ron instead of John. Funny. And my parents were like, yeah, ha, 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 ha. My, of course, my parents loved Reagan. Of course. My dad sent off for an autograph signature. Great. Which he sent out, I'm sure, thousands or millions and oh, millions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he framed it anyway and put it on the wall. Beautiful. And it's probably still on the wall probably. of their house. Even let's though let's he... see if your mom can confirm. Can you send us a text and confirm? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What's your number one? My number one. Wait, I want to say one more thing about the Reagans. So Ronald Reagan was an actor, famously, right? Right. So Western. he had a lot of friends who were also right. actors. A lot of those friends were gay, like Rock Hudson. Then those friends started dying of AIDS. Yes. Ronald Reagan was the president of the United States. Yes. And had power to do something to help his friends. And instead, he turned his back on all of them. He'd never talked about AIDS until thousands of people had already died. Like, he never said the word AIDS until we had already lost thousands of people. Right. So him and Nancy... Who, had, who actually had power to say, no, we can invest money from the government into researching this disease that's killing lots of people, not <clears throat> just gay people, but is specifically killing friends of ours, right. chose not to. Right. So fuck that guy all the way to hell. Yes. Anyway, my number one is scones. <laughs> <laughs> because you grew up in the Utah. So when, it, pretend you'd never lived in Utah. Because really, honestly, when pretend. you were a kid. Yes. If someone said scone, what was a scone to you? A scone? Uh, I thought may- maybe something you put on the wall or maybe a weapon. Oh, okay. So you didn't Not have scones in Louisiana. Good. No. Oh, okay. So others might think of a scone as like a British scone, which is sort of like a short it's a pastry. Shortbread. Yeah. Yeah. That's like kind of crumbly. It's kind of biscuity. Biscuity. Very biscuity. You put clotted cream on it, right. some jam. But in Utah, what a scone is, is fried dough. It's fried dough. So it's just a big slab of dough fried. <laughs> and then you eat it with honey butter. And then you eat it. It's like I grew up in Louisiana. At the Mexican restaurants, we would get uh, sopapillas. Right. Which are kind of like scones. Right. And you eat it with honey and butter. Like, I don't even know what else I would call those things. Like, they're so ingrained in my brain. It's weird to me that other people... Like, in my mind, I know there are British scones. Because I'm a baker and I love baking and, you know, whatever. Yes. But I also know there are, like, scones that are these fried balls of dough. 
I don't even know what you would call those if when you weren't you say from fried Utah. balls of dough, I get really horny. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, great. <laughs> so I have two quick stories about scones. Okay, go. Would your mom make them? Yes, of course. Every Mormon mom did. And what, so number, what's your mom saying? Oh, Mary Jo Coco. Mary Jo Coco. Yeah, so yeah. number one, it's really funny because we were thinking about this topic and I was scrolling Twitter on the break and I came across a tweet from the husband of Philip Seymour Hoffman. And okay. he said, yeah. me to my nine-year-old, what did you think of your first Utah <clears throat> scone? Because they must have made scones as a family. His nine-year-old said, meh, it's generic. He said, me what? What do you mean? And then his nine-year-old said, it just didn't feel very original. <laughs> Which is... That's amazing. That's some cold they fire. They definitely That's have some cold fire right a therapist there. as a mom. Yeah. For those of you just tuning in, Philip Seymour Hoffman is our pseudonym for our resident therapist who's also a certified sex therapist. Right. She has a name other than Philip Seymour right. Hoffman. And I don't think she cares if we say her name. Well, let's just not. But we're just not going we're to. We're not going to. We don't talk about people so without anyway. their permission. Cool. Number two. The number two story about scones. Not my number two. Oh, right. So there is a restaurant in Utah called The Scone Cutter. Oh, yes. Which is where you can go. I don't even really know. You could get sandwiches that were served on scones. Is that what the scone cutter was? I don't even remember. Yes, and you can just get scones. You could also just get scones. So they used to be all over. They have now officially closed for goods, but there are still abandoned scone cutters uh, all over all Salt Lake. They're all gone, all gone. Oh, yeah, and they're all, but none of them have been torn down. They're just old abandoned buildings oh, yeah. that say scone they're cutter empty. with fences around them and weeds growing. Anyway, <laughs> so one time... When I was in high school, we went to the scone cutter. Well, I have two stories about the scone cutter. So one time we went. <laughs> My ex-husband Gary has 13,000. I know. One time we went and we ordered fries. And it was kind of, that must have been like closing time. So when we, we had so ordered like, yeah, we had ordered like a couple things of fries. Yeah. And then when we got to the window, the guy literally gave us like a bakery box, like a like a 16 by 18 box full of French fries. <laughs> and he said, as he handed us the fries, he said, there's a lot of fries in there, okay? And then he clapped. <laughs> so my friends Were and I... Were you with our friend Bruce? When the I might have been, yeah. Because oh I feel god. like Bruce and I would oh say that. Oh my god. Anyway, so number two. <laughs> One time we went to the scone cutter... And we ordered our food, yeah. went through the drive-thru. The guy who handed us our food, mm-hmm. opened the drive-thru window, had tissue stuffed up each nostril. I love it. Because he had a nosebleed. <laughs> so, like, bloody tissue stuffed up each nostril. Uh-huh. And he's like, here's your sandwiches. And we just were like, huh, that was funny. Like, we didn't at all think, like, <laughs> we now have hepatitis. Because someone who was bleeding prepared and served us our food. Anyway, so in other states, you don't have... <laughs> But in my childhood, we had scones. The scones were amazing. The scone sandwiches were amazing. And the shakes... I don't remember them. ...were second to none. Listen, if you take a big piece of dough and fry it, <laughs> and then you put honey butter that on top of it, it's going to be delicious. so horny. I don't It's going to be why. delicious. So anyway, scones. A Utah original. Scone cutter. I, that wasn't their song. Anyway, their let's problem was they needed a marketing plan. Scone cutter, like that. Mm. Let's let's take a break. You guys were back. You guys, hi, hi. My son is in the kitchen making food. We said we're going to start recording. We might talk about you. We might say some inappropriate words. And he said, "You're good. It's fine. I'll be three minutes." <laughs> Just making some chicken, you guys. It was very businesslike. Yeah, he's he's very he's a man about business. A man about business. <clears throat> okay, two. so we're talking about the top. If you're just tuning in, if you just turn the dial to this radio station, we're talking about <laughs> the top five 
things in our childhood that were weird or something. They're I don't unique know. to our childhood. Okay, and your number so and you, your number one was Reagan. You grew up in Provo, Utah. Right. And your number one was Reagan uh-huh. was not unique to your childhood. In the grand scheme of things, it is. Okay. So unique to everyone's childhood who was born in that era. Right, but not everyone was born that era. Fair. Okay, okay. fair point. Okay. Anyway, you're number two. Thank you. And you grew up in the bayous of Louisiana. I, I did. Okay, <clears throat> just right in it on a house that floated on top. Right. Anyways, um, my number two is the levee. Oh, this is so bayou. I love it. <laughs> so, so, okay. Um, Kids get on down to the levee. <laughs> so the longest... I ever lived in one place uh-huh. was in West Monroe. So I was born in West Monroe, moved a bunch of places, and then we ended up back in West Monroe for right. a four and a half year chunk of time. Right. And we lived in my dad's father's trailer. Okay. That had an add-on. Okay. Because he died, and there was some place we could live for free. Okay. <clears throat> is this your is this your is this your relative that had the dildo in his shed? Yes, my okay. my grandfather Wilkie. Right, Wilkie with yes. the dildo in the shed. You've dildo in the shed. My child's making chicken in the other room. It was the color of terracotta, although it <laughs> was not, not made, made of terracotta. Because that would not be safe. Oh my god, that's porous. So- <laughs> you can't clean that. <laughs> not hygienically. So you're, okay, so you're living so in a shed living- in Wilkie's backyard <laughs> in in deep in deep Monroe. No! Shut up! It was West Monroe, Louisiana. Um, so we're on the west side of the Washita River, I guess. Oh my God. And so <laughs> we. Um, you are like <clears throat> Sophia Petrello from the Golden Girls that's like talking about Sicily. St. Olaf? Yeah. No, that's uh, Rose. Oh, Sophia sorry. talks about Sicily. Right. Um, it was 214 Miller. That was the address. Oh, God. Miller Street. And nothing's there now. It burned down a few years ago, like 20 years ago. Oh, and right. now it's just a lot. You can Google Earth it. Okay. 214 Miller, West Monroe, Louisiana. Anyway. <clears throat> There's me. just a burned down lot and an autographed <laughs> photo of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so, two, no, just, we were not on the corner, but one lot up from the corner. Sure. Sure. In Louisiana, we call that Catacoo Corner. <laughs> Shut the fuck when you're just one, one space <laughs> from the corner is called the Catacoo Corner. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. And so. From at, at the corner was the cross street, <coughs> and right up against the cross street. Oh my god! I can't wait till you're like eighty and was... we live in a home together, and you're telling these stories, <laughs> and you're like, and then on the corner was a crosswalk. Shut up! And I'm trying to get to the point. Are you? Was, there was a the row of tracks. Dan Levy. And then the Levy. Eugene <coughs> Levy lived there. Across the railroad tracks. And we didn't know Dan was gay because we didn't know... Because gay people didn't exist back then. In Louisiana. No, I'm just kidding. No levies <laughs> by name. No, no levy, Eugene no, or Dan. No Canadian levies. So anyway. Just southern <clears throat> levies. And so we just thought it was so cool to play on the levy because it was this big, like, right. long hill. Okay. That's what a levy is. Right. And it's like a dike. I don't know. Well, I mean, yes, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's, it's, I can't remember why it's there. I think it's because um, if the river rises, it keeps the water from yeah. drowning us all. Yeah. So we'd play on the levee and, and we, my sister and I. Did you I, ever take a Chevy there? I 
hate you. We took a Chevy to Don't, the Levee. Oh, that's and the, the worst le- thing anyway, ever. Sing. That's the worst thing ever. Song. But did you have a Chevy? No. Okay. We had a Pontiac J2000. We took a Pontiac J2000 to the Levee <laughs> and the Levee was dry. And it was a baby blue. Maybe not a baby blue. But anyway, who the fuck cares? Sky and in the back seat, a picture of Reagan. And so... <laughs> my sister and I went on days when... We had nothing to do. We took the Volvo to the Levy and the... <laughs> which was most days. Um, but there were times... On the days you weren't selling porn to the neighbor kids. <laughs> I never sold it. Okay. I just told them I'm about sorry. It. I'm really not letting you tell the story I love it. Okay. So anyway, my sister and I, Sister Volva and I, mm-hmm. would just walk down the levee and see where we ended up. Right. And then we realized, oh, there's the paper mill. Okay. Or there's Papa's ice ice company. Because my Papa had an ice company. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, it's like you were born in 1937. <laughs> like, you, your Papa had an ice company yes. down by the levee. Called Mike's Ice. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is all made up, and you guys. Everyone 100% of this is made up. And everyone left their cash payments right. in a little drop box. Right. Just was on the honor system. Uh, uh, Just that, come get your yes, ice wrapped yes. in sawdust. Um. <clears throat> and then your friend got stung by bees and died because he was allergic to bees. <laughs> no, that was a movie in the, from the 90s. Right. But anyways, um, the levee just brought us so many adventures. And one time when we were adventuring upon the levee, uh-huh. we went down really close to the Washita River. Okay. And we saw the carcass of an eel and okay. we thought it was... A prehistoric creature. Right. Naturally. And we had to run and tell mom and dad right. to come and see right. that we think that something from the Washita River from prehistoric times right. had washed up. Right. And, and it wasn't. And they yelled at you about iced tea. They were mad. Because you'd been drinking iced tea. Well, no, because Different we were time. wrong. I also thought I saw UFOs. Right. Once upon a time. You probably did. On the levee. Right. The levee anyway, was dry. The levee... <laughs> That was a journey. So the levee. Bring a bucket and a mop. <laughs> That's a levee. <laughs> okay. So my number two Is... was going to be freezer jam, but I have nothing to say about freezer jam. Because <laughs> Sister Dwayne told me that freezer jam is like a Utah thing. Isn't it? I have no idea because I've always lived in a world with freezer jam. I had never fucking heard of that. And here's the thing. Okay. I'd also never heard the terminology up in the night. Oh. Okay. That's a Utah thing. Okay, great. Well, I'm not going to talk about either of those. What? But I do love freezer jam. I have two flavors <laughs> in my fridge right now of freezer jam. Purple raspberry and strawberry. But what I'm going to talk about is my family, when I was a child, used to mow the lawn of an office building. And, like, they paid us or whatever. And so we would have to go help my dad and mow the lawn at this office building. My dad, who's now friends with your dad in heaven. Yes. After we mowed the lawn at this Forever office friends. building, we would go <laughs> to the Minuteman gas station. It was called the Minuteman. Stop it. This yeah. Is this in Provo? Oh, yeah. Where? Uh, it's kind of by, it's kind of just off the edge of where I grew up. Grandview Hill. I don't know what the fuck you're talking oh, about. Oh, God. Okay. So at the Minuteman gas station, they had this thing that you could buy that was a hamburger. But what you would do is there was a big freezer 
and it had all the frozen hamburger patties in it. I'm so All angry. stacked together. For some reason, I'm just angry. And then it had frozen buns in a bag. Okay. And so you would take out your buns. Like, this is all just with our bare hands, because it's the 80s. You and know what I mean? And was your dad wearing just his garments in the gas Probably, station? probably. Okay, okay. Um, So you would take out your bun. Yeah. And you would take out the frozen hamburger, and sometimes, you know, you have to kind of, like, bang them on the counter to, like, separate <laughs> oh the hamburger. So nothing about this, like, passed any FDA regulation. <laughs> And then there was this, like, this, you know those things, you know, like, when you're in a hotel and they have the toaster, but it's, like, the conveyor belt? So you put the bread on one end and it kind of slowly goes through the conveyor belt oh, that's yeah. heating inside and then it I pops do. out its toast. Okay. So they had a, two of those machines. One of them, you would toast your buns yeah. that were frozen. Hot. So they would come out toasted. Mm. And one of them would cook your frozen hamburger. Oh, my god! So it was a slow little grill that would cook your burger. Yeah. And then it would come out. You'd put the you'd put it on your bun. They had all the toppings, and then you'd pay like whatever two ninety nine or whatever for that burger. And were you like, "Fuck you, Burger King"? Oh, the, I thought they were. I mean, I can still in my mind's mouth, in my Frank mouth, <laughs> I can still taste what those burgers tasted like. Oh, and they 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 tasted unlike any other burger. Did you get to dress it up, or was it? Just oh yeah, bread no, and meat? no, because then there was like a little condiment. You know, they had like chopped. They had like fresh lettuce yeah. and like sliced onions. Yeah. And sliced tomatoes, which is funny because it's a gas station. So would, did they just have to come in every morning and cut up a bunch of lettuce? I'm sure they that was did. part of the opening routine at the gas station. It was part of the opening. They were it. like, turn on the lights, mop the floor, chop up the lettuce. Anyway. <laughs> Do you think our friend Bruce knew about this? No, I don't think so. Because it was before his time. Uh, I don't even know if it was before his time. It was just on the other... It wasn't like an attraction. It Did was you just... live on the poor side of town? No, 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 no. Oh. I lived on Grandview Hill. I don't know what the it's fuck... It's very fancy. But, but what is that? Give me an idea where that is. It's like the hill that leads to Orem. So the south side of Orem butts up against the north side of Provo, and that's Grandview Hill. Oh, over it's by like, where Shops at Riverwoods is? No, no, no. That's the River Bottoms. That's a wholly different neighborhood. Grandview Hill is like like above Uview, <clears throat> but to the south. Anyway, this is a really interesting part of the podcast. Anyway, I don't know why I remember those weird burgers, but they were delicious, and I love them. And it makes me laugh that like you literally would like just break off a frozen meat <laughs> patty. Like on the counter, and then you just throw the rest of the frozen oh patties God. back in the freezer. And you and don't know who else has touched that frozen. No, and then you'd put it in a little conveyor <clears throat> belt to cook it. So it's not like anyone was monitoring, like, is this cooked appropriately? Like, maybe sometimes it was, like, what if someone turned up the conveyor belt too fast? Right. Then you'd be eating a raw burger. Did you, what did you put your, on your burger? What did you dress it up with? Lettuce. Probably just, like, I was pretty basic as a kid. Right. Lettuce, ketchup mayo and mustard probably sounds pretty gay fuck you <laughs> but you know what i love on a burger now an onion i love a white onion on a burger i like a big slab of raw onion a slab see i like a few rings i don't want a slab i want the crunch yeah that freshness god damn you seven guys i love i love a wendy's classic single certified freak seven days a week um let's what, take a break is it time I mean, we can do another one. I don't care. It's been 11 minutes. Let's what do you do think? Let's do a number three. Okay, what's your number three? Crawfish. <laughs> Crawfish. So. Yours are like, if I sat down and I was like, I'm going to write a stereotypical character who's from Louisiana. <laughs> what are the things she's obsessed Reagan with? Levy, and I'd be like, crawfish. Reagan Levy Crawfish. And then, and then and my then, editor would be like, this is, no one's, this no, is too on the nose. This is, you no need to have really, more, you need to have more nuance no than this. No one's really like this. No. So wait, okay. So if you were writing this character and the first three was, 
were Reagan Levy Crawfish. What would four and five be? Go. Uh, a two I don't know. <laughs> and five would be Po Boy. Oh my god, <laughs> that was boring. I just did all food. I'm sorry. I, I'm your editor now. So crawfish. So. Um, yeah, so Louisiana, dudes, y'all, uh, mud bugs. Did you guys know Sister Twain was from Louisiana? <laughs> Some people call them crawdads. That right. just drives me crazy. Some people call them crayfish, but I think that is a non-Louisiana right. thing. I've never had them. <sighs> They're special. Okay. They don't taste like shrimp. Okay. They're fattier. Right. And they're not as like, you know, shrimp kind of have this interesting texture where it's not like a crunch, but like a... Right. There's like a snappiness to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crawfish are like softer and gushier. Okay. They still hold form. Right. Anyway, we're And you suck the heads. And you suck the heads. Right. This is why I'm so good at... (gasps) Oh, at sucking the heads. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Not really. Okay. But, but probably a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so, yeah. So, a crawfish boil looks like this. You uh, have a long table. Mm-hmm. You put on a plastic tablecloth. You probably borrowed that table from the Mormon church. Oh, yeah. From yeah. under the from stage. From under the stage, yeah. And if, if, you, if you're not a Mormon and you're listening to this... <laughs> And we just like casually said, <laughs> you borrowed a long table from under the stage. Isn't that the weirdest thing? But every Mormon listening to this knows exactly what <laughs> we're nodding. talking about. They're, They're nodding like, uh-huh, to the point uh-huh. that their heads are going to fall every, off of their necks. And every person who's never been a Mormon listening to this is probably like, the fuck? There's long tables under the stage? There's a stage? <laughs> There's a... <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's called it's, the cultural hall. It's a lot. It's where the culture happens. There's a lot there. And so you borrow a table from the church. And so, you put down a plastic tablecloth. Right. And then you buy, well, in my case, we would just buy, you buy a bags of already cooked crawfish. It's already boiled. Oh. With corn on the cob and potatoes. You just, just whole buy them? fucking potatoes. You can buy them already boiled. Oh, yeah. From oh, yeah. who? The people in the streets. <laughs> I mean. Seven days a week? <laughs> Bring a bucket and a mop. For so, the crawfish, that makes sense. Right, so it's going to get butter everywhere anyway. I mean, my parents were never the type that we would actually cook something like this. Oh, okay. My mother never... Pre- okay, I'm, that's what I was going to ask okay. because I was like, did you go and like <clears throat> dig these out of the river? Could you go to the grocery store and buy a bag of like... Could have. Of like raw crawfish? Could have. Okay, okay. Sure. But you just bought them pre-cooked. <clears throat> we would buy, buy them hot. And just off out of the boiler, you boil them with the cayenne and right. other spices. Right, the Old and, Bay. And, oh, no, that's a shrimp <clears throat> oil. Just kidding. And, that's um, a New England There thing. is probably some Old Bay shit for sure. this. But, and corn on the cob and uh, potatoes. And you literally just open the bag and just, like, pour it all across the table. Right. You sit down. Right. Everybody's got their own roll of toilet, uh, not toilet paper, paper towels. <laughs> My editor's like, no, cut that. <laughs> cut the toilet paper. That's too Your editor, Cindy. Yeah. She's got a master's degree. Um, and you just sit there and eat crawfish till you realize, oh, there's only carcasses left. There's mm-hmm. no, like, real meat left in these. And it just probably takes an hour or two, and it's just amazing. That's amazing. And you, there's a, there's a method, so you... Remove the tail from the head thorax. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which includes the head. Right. My dad would tell me that the real, real big ones, you could actually get meat out of their claws. Oh, and I didn't I, even know they had claws. I tried to do that once and I, it made my finger just bleed. 
Mm, naturally. But anyway, <laughs> so you remove the tail sure. from the rest of the body. And if you pinch just at the base of the tail where, like, that bottom fin is. The crawfish comes. It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Probably. The tail. But I mean, they're dead. The tail, mate, just kind of, like, you just, it just, like, you can just suck it right out at that point. And then you suck the juice out of the rest of the carcass. God, it sounds disgusting, but it's so good. No, it sounds delicious. Does it? Oh, yeah, Let's so much. Let's go. Here's the thing. I... I don't want to date people, but... <laughs> oh, my God. What, but... What, what, what? I would love to, like, date, like, a southern guy. Or, like, a guy from the mid... From the from the Atlantic coast. Okay. Because, like, <clears throat> I would love to go and, like, experiencing... Because, like, I'm... I grew up in Utah. There is no seafood here. I know. If there is, it's, like, it's been, it's gross. I never, ever Just eat. don't talk I about it. I love seafood, but I never, ever, ever eat it here. Right. Because it's gross. But you lived in Portland once. I did live in Portland, and I ate a lot of really, really good seafood there, and I loved it. But yeah. I, but, like, I just want to, like... I just want to experience that with someone who knows the culture. I mean, I guess not you, because I said, like, I wanted to date someone. I'm sorry. I guess I could go with you. <laughs> Should we go and suck crawfish? But I yes. want to just suck crawfish with someone that I'm in love with. You know oh, what I mean? And I'm well, not in love with you. We are not going to go from point A to point no, W. No, I'm dead inside. No, no, no. So I'm, I, that would entail going on a date. Or a second date right. before we a, suck crawfish. You have to travel together. Right, right. right. So that's never happening. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she sounds great. I do want to take my kids to Louisiana next summer. Okay, I'll come with. Um, Although I think crawfish season is more like early summer, late spring. So okay. anyway, hopefully Whatever. COVID, hopefully some of us are still alive by then. That's cute because we might not be. Right, let's take a break. Wait, I haven't done my number oh, three. Oh, what's your number three? White are people. You here? Oh. White people. <laughs> So, white people, I grew up in Provo, Utah. Oh. I only knew white people. You're kidding. I didn't know black people. What? I didn't know Hispanic people. What? I didn't know Southeast Asian people. I did not know <coughs> Chinese people. Did maybe, not, did maybe, none of them. Maybe just a peppering of Polynesian? A little bit of Polynesian, but I feel like that was later. And I feel like when I was a kid, I didn't even really know Polynesians. I feel like that maybe happened like in the in the mid-90s was when there was kind of a Polynesian growth in Utah. Just just new white people. That sounds racist, Polynesian Every, growth. Everyone in my neighborhood, white people. Everyone I went to school with, white people. Oh my God. Everyone I went to high school with, white people. Well, except for one. Oh, Bruce. Bruce. That's true. Okay. Bruce, I, I knew Bruce. He was a Persian. But like literally. <laughs> he was a Persian. But literally, I'm I'm trying to think. I cannot think of another, a single other person of color in my high school. And how did that impact you? I mean, at the time, it just seemed like totally normal. Oh, that, okay, there were some Polynesian. Now that I'm thinking about it, there I did have some friends that were Hawaiian <laughs> and the, some other Polynesian cultures. And so that crayon in the big, giant crayon box that's the, the flesh, flesh one? Yeah, that was it. Made total sense Made total you. sense. I, would, I never questioned it. Anyway. Goddamn. It's really weird. Isn't it? Because I think, like, I mean, I still live in Utah, and it's still pretty conservative, but, like, when I look at the kids that, like, my son hangs out with... Like not a single one of them is white. You know what I mean? They're right. all they're they're all different races and whatever. And I just think like I grew up in such a weird Yeah. 
like monocultural, like everyone I knew was Mormon and everyone I knew was Polynesian. I mean, (laughs) 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 oh my God, you guys, I've had a little bit, a little bit of vodka. Everyone I knew was Mormon and everyone I knew was was white, white. not Polynesian. And this is probably why you hate yourself. I mean, it's deep down in there. Probably. Look at my cat judging me over there. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take a break. Okay. And then we're on to number four. Yes. Okay. Let's take a break. Get your bucket in your mouth. Oi. Oi. We're back. Number four, gentle listeners. When I was in high school Uh and we were all white, (laughs) what what was my senior musical? Well, no, what was my junior year musical? Was it Bye Bye Birdie? Mm, Guys and Dolls? That would make sense. Those are shows with a lot of white people. Right. It was Once on This Island, (laughs) which is a show about the sort of racial, (laughs) the sort of racial struggles between the fully black islanders and the islanders who mixed with the French colonizers and so who kind of had a mixed stop it a mixed you know kind of a half half european half black stop appearance so that was my musical that was the musical we did in my senior year and did we put on fake tan we did jesus we did we did rice which is so like we did black my my ex-husband gary uh did your ex-husband gary is hawaiian is but no he did a show in high school that had a black character, and they cast him, and he did blackface. Oh, okay, great. Okay, great. In you the eighties, you guys. <laughs> anyway, what's your number four? The oh number four God. thing from your childhood that's weird. No crawfish. No, not weird. Unique to my childhood. Okay. So, I'm a little girl in East Texas. Oh my God. Jesus God. <laughs> and it's 1981, and that was the first year of what? Of what? Are you asking me? Yeah. I have no idea. MTV. Oh, okay. And my parents had cable. Right. We had the the box. Right. Cable box. Right. But and they had blocked MTV like all good Mormons. Nope. Oh, nope. Nope. And. I mean, that's where everything went wrong. I don't. Right? If they could do it over again, look they would have blocked now. MTV. I've, look at yeah. me now. I've got, I've got bumper stickers on my car. Right. I've right. got two entire tattoos on my body. Right. Um, but, so, I am five years old turning six in 1981. Okay. And in East Texas, in the summer, it is hot outside. Fair. Makes sense. And I would go outside and start to cry because of the heat. And come back inside. And and I remember one day, I almost remember this very clearly, but I remember it less clear. <laughs> <laughs> that my mother was like, there's this new thing. Because I watched Nickelodeon a lot. In yeah, the yeah, early yeah. days of Nickelodeon, yeah. there was Pinwheel. Sure. You pinwheel, can't do that on television. Pinwheel. Yeah. Oh, obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah, obsessed. obsessed. Yeah. Remember Moose? Oh, I loved her. Oh, this. loved her. Where is she now? I didn't understand her, though. No, she's probably a lesbian. Uh, well, yeah. But where is she now? I love you, Moose. <laughs> Moose, if you're listening. <laughs> Moose, if you're a former Mormon who has stumbled across this podcast. And remember how allegedly Alanis Morissette was, was a on? Mormon? 
Well, no, it was on You Can't oh, Do That on Television. Oh, she definitely was. Okay, okay. Anyway, so. Oh, anyway. Pinwheel, pinwheel, spinning, spinning around. around. Look at my pinwheel and see what I found. <laughs> One that day. popped out of the deep dark, <laughs> deep darkness of my brain. I know I'm so uncomfortable. So my mother, I remember, was like, "There's this new channel." Uh huh. And put it on MTV, and I sat in front of it like a little girl in Poltergeist right. is watching the snow right, right, on right, the, right. the TV. So your mother to this <clears throat> day probably regrets that moment where she introduced you to MTV. <laughs> I mean, because that was when it all went downhill. But I mean, fast forward just two years after that. Madonna's first video premiered. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd been a cool kid. And I remember the first... So, anyway, let me go back. So, I'm a little girl in East Texas, and I discover MTV. And in 1981, (laughs) it was videos like Hungry Like the Wolf. Sure. Changed my life. Same. It didn't. The video for uh, Video Killed the Radio Star. Yes. You don't even know. No, I know that song. Oh, okay. There was this band called Scandal. With, um, never mind. Patty Smythe. Okay. I think is how her name was pronounced. Um, and all this just crazy electronic, electro pop, synth pop shit. Yeah. And oh, also Loverboy. Yes. And he would wear those red leather pants. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand. Why it made your private parts feel funny? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I wasn't sexualized yet. No, no. But then I kept watching MTV and I became pretty sexualized. Right. But anyway, like... That was when it went downhill. But, but like, I valued MTV more than I valued, like, my toys, my friends. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hated going to church. Right. I just wanted to stay home and watch MTV. That just seems like such a more normal childhood than mine. Thank you. I did not watch MTV. Oh. My mom my my mom and dad would cancel our cable every once in a while when finances were bad. Right. And they would go MTV. It would go. And so we'd have to find a play a friend's house. Right. A place to go watch it. Right. Because it was literally like oxygen. Right. If I couldn't watch my music videos. Now, unless you are Mid to early Gen X. Uh-huh. Like if you're on the younger Gen X side or even like millennial, you don't know MTV that played music videos. You know MTV that played... Real World Road Rules Challenge. Uh, uh-huh. Yes. And all these bullshit shows that had nothing to do with music and, and music videos. Like Cribs. I loved Cribs. Oh, oh God. I'm young Gen X. Uh, I mean, we're like two years apart. I mean... Um, but just watching the whole journey and metamorphosis of Madonna from burning up for your love in 83 to just wearing like black vinyl and doing a whole music video about, um, sadomasochism. Right. Right. I just thought she was slutty. Of course. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Uh, and it opened my eyes to the to the world. As cliche and like cheesy as that sounds, it really did. Like you were just sitting at the TV sucking your crawfish, <laughs> and you were like, "There's a whole big world out there, Mister." In East Texas, I was probably just eating puffy Cheetos. Oh, delicious! I know, so good. They so get good. stuck in your teeth for a treat for later. <laughs> hey, yeah. my number four 
Numéro quatre. Was also about music. Oh. But it was the music happening in my Mormon chapel each Sunday. Why? It was... <laughs> it was the dueling sopranos in my ward. Two ladies in my ward. What? Who were competitive soprano singers with each other. They were both in the ward choir. Oh, my God. I don't want to say their names. Uh, but I know. they... No, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know their names. Yeah, I do. Um, they, at the end of each song, you know, when you get that, like, that big soprano note at the end of, like, I know my redeemer lives or whatever. Uh-huh. No, that's... Yeah. They... You could tell they were like... Woo-hoo! And then the other <laughs> one was like... Woo-hoo! And they were like... Going for each other, but that but but we were Mormon, so uh-huh. everyone loved everyone. They uh-huh. were best of friends, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I really think secretly they were like, "Fuck that bitch," oh and god. her high note. I can fucking hit a high fucking G. Oh my god, that cunt. That's all what I think right. they were thinking. Oh, I'm sure of it. Yeah, but anyway, and I bet they were competitive in other ways in their lives. I too. mean, maybe I don't know. They're... I don't know. One was divorced. Uh oh. One was married. So the divorced was probably sleeping with the married's husband. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. One had like blonde kind of like a shoulder length bob. Which one? The divorced one? Or the, the divorced one. one. Oh, the yeah. married one had the like permed, the Mormon permed updo. Oh yeah. The blonde was definitely boning the husband of the other one. Interesting, interesting. And the and the and the married one, yeah. She had two first names. Uh Okay, wait, was it Mary Jo? I mean, it could have been. I don't want to say. Was it Brenda Lee? Oh, you're you're going to Louisiana. <laughs> it was it was more it was a little more middle America than that. Maybe a little more east coast than that. Anyway, I'll tell you after the break. Nicole Renee. <laughs> Nicole Ritchie was Nicole Ritchie was her first name. <laughs> anyway, dueling sopranos, and Fuck. we would we would sit in the pews as children and laugh and laugh at the dueling sopranos. That's all. In 1989, oh god, maybe 90. When I w- lived in Baton Rouge, there was this woman who was also my seminary teacher. Okay. She wrote music. Right. And she wrote this like old English style um, Christmas song that was from the point of view of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Right. Was it about Christmas shoes? <laughs> no. About how my mom is going to die. And she talked to me about how I was the same age that Mary probably was when mm. she had Jesus. Gross. And asked me if I would sing it. Mm-hmm. And was I it said, called Mary, did you know? Sure. What? Mary, did no. you know? No. <laughs> she wrote it. My This woman in my Baton Rouge ward didn't write Mary, did you know? Maybe she did. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's pretty bad. The Mary, did you know is... Anyway, and so I'm singing this music that she wrote with a choir behind me supporting right. me, and right. I'm like the, the star. Right. I mean, not the star, but right. like I'm the soloist. And I remember being terrified because the Republican was <gasps> in my ward. Oh, my <laughs> was, God. Every time I looked at him, I just got so like, 
I don't know if you know me, but I'm really gregarious and extroverted. Sure, sure. And I became the opposite of that whenever he was around. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, that's it. You guys, I just want to say, when we recorded last week and I got very drunk, I was like, I can't do that. I got to be, like, on the ball for the podcast. Right, right. I'm very drunk (laughs) tonight. I've had three drinks. I've had... How many? Say it. Be honest. I honestly don't even know. Like, I don't remember... Oh, I had one drink before you got here, but this third drink has really, like, hit home. Anyway, we got one more. We're going to take a break. It's a heavy pour. It could, I mean, it's what I do. Should we take a break or should we just plow through to number five? Let's plow. Okay, let's let's plow. I What's your number that five? That made me horny. So, my number five. Yes. Thing that was unique to my childhood. Okay. Do you know yours? Yeah. Say it. <laughs> you don't know yours? You have to think mm, of it? Yes. I write these down beforehand. I don't. In my notes. I used to, but then 2020 happened. So my number five was, is the word piss. What? When I was a child, if we said the word piss, we might have, might as well have said, fuck that cunt bitch in the fuck hole. (laughs) Like piss was the, the most offensive word that we could ever say wow there was i mean it was the i mean you would be destroyed Mm -hmm. you if anyone's watching um raised by wolves on hbo i want to watch it when the necromancer flies in the air and she screams and the people just blow up into like piles of blood (laughs) that's what would happen when we would say the word piss so can't wait to watch this show. It's great. Anyway, for so for some reason in my childhood, I mean, part of me thinks it's because like we, <clears throat> my parents didn't even imagine that we could say worse words than piss. You know what I mean? Like piss was the pinnacle because yeah. of course we were never going to say fuck that cunt bitch in the cunt hole or something. <laughs> like that wasn't even on the radar. Right, right, right. But like, but if we said, I mean, if we said piss, that was the top of the chain of like really offensive words top you could sell. Food chain. Yeah. So um so yeah, we did not say piss. Yeah. I don't even know how we knew that word was offensive, because of course my parents never said that. But it was the word like I still to this day would never I would probably say the F word in front of my mother before I would say piss Come in front of my on. mother. A hundred percent. What is the I would deal? like my siblings who are listening to weigh in. Would you rather say Fuck in front of Mary Jo Coco or piss in front of Mary Jo Coco? Because I would say fuck first. We'll stay on the air and wait for your calls. <laughs> Can you guys call in? <laughs> I would, you. like, I wouldn't say cunt in front of Mary Jo Coco, but I would say fuck before I said piss. That blows my mind. I mean, I really am curious what my siblings will say because I have three siblings who listen to the show. Yes. And I want to know what they think. But yeah. And no, their names are, just kidding. Their names are Mary Jo, Co, and Co. <laughs> yeah. You so, did not ever say piss in our do house. Do you remember the first time you actually said it? Le- that's the thing. Like, I don't remember any of us ever saying it. I don't remember my parents ever saying, don't ever say this so word. So was tonight the first time you said it? Yes. I've never said that <laughs> word. No, I'm sure, like, I'm sure one of us said it as a kid or uh-huh. we... But, like, also, would we have heard it on a TV show in the 80s and 90s? Did they say piss on TV shows? I doubt it. I don't think they Maybe did. Maybe on something PG-13, like So, a like, movie. I can't even think of, like, where that word would have, like... Where we would have had enough knowledge of that word to even know this, but like in my mind, that was <clears throat> the worst word you could say wow. was piss. Wow. Anyway, so siblings of mine, please uh-huh. send me a message tomorrow, a text message, and tell me if you would rather say fuck to Mary Jo Coco or piss. 
<laughs> I know some of my siblings have said fuck in front of Mary Jo Coco. Uh-huh. I know Becky with a K has. Has she? I'm pretty sure. Oh, anyway. hell yeah. Anyway. So what's your number five? Wait, what did Mary Jo Coco say when, when Becky said that? I don't know. Damn it, I want to know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you have a number five? I do. Do we need to take a break? No. Okay, great. Go ahead. Uh, masturbation. <laughs> Was unique to your childhood. So... I mean, it wasn't happening in my childhood. Uh-uh. Okay. Do you want to hold? Anyway. I've... I'm oh. going to be pretty an open book here. That I know would... I've, I'm usually a private person. So if you're not ready for that, gentle <laughs> listener, please tune in at 47 minutes and 48 seconds when this segment is over. No, but like uh, for some reason, and I don't know why or how, I've been masturbating since I was nine years old. Right. <laughs> same. I mean, same. Really? No, I've been masturbating since I was like... 30 years old. Oh, that's right. You didn't masturbate no, until... No, not at all. Right. Until after I was married. And um, sometimes it was the only way I could get a hit of endorphins and feel good about life. Shit. <laughs> I mean, same in in the year of our Lord, 2020. Like, sometimes no, you right? just need a little bit of joy before yeah. you fall asleep. And I didn't know... I don't think I really realized it was what I was doing was a sexual thing. I wasn't sexualized. No, no, no. Right. Um, Until someone told me when I was 13, like that thing you do that you told me that you do, that's masturbation. Are you talking about the movie, that thing you do with um, Tom Hanks, son, Colin Hanks. I was an adult then and had children when that movie came out. Anyway, but anyway, um, and I remember feeling the weight of the world and guilt. Okay. Did you feel guiltier when you found out that that thing you do was not a Tom Hanks son vehicle, but was a was a sexual act you were doing? Or did you feel guiltier when you drank the iced tea at the lady's house? Probably the iced tea, Okay, to great. be honest. Okay, great. But anyway, it's been all about the clit since I was nine. <laughs> That's the name of your one-woman show. And it's show. a really small clit. It's really Is it? cute. Do you Are they different sizes? Oh God, no! Are they different sizes? Oh my God! Are penises different sizes? Are vulvas different sizes, shapes, textures? Yes. I don't know. I mean, yes, all I are. just know what Gwyneth Paltrow told me about all this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Mine's, I didn't know. Mine's really tiny, but I mean, I kind of look like a Barbie down there anyway. <laughs> it's fine. Tiny bit powerful. Tiny bit like a powerful Scottish Barbie named, why? named Ruth Bader McGinsburg. Why, why are you Scottish? Because my people are Scottish oh, and I Irish didn't know that. and Welsh. I didn't know that. Yeah, British Isles. Okay, great. My dad was adopted. We don't know what he is. Okay, great. But he's dead now. Right. Hanging out with my dad. Yeah. Okay, so well, your clit, that's fun. number five. <laughs> <laughs> my, my number five is just my clitoris. Unique things to my childhood. My, my clitoris. clitoris. You guys, I really... I love a clitoris. I really thought I would stay sober for this episode. And I don't know what happened. The gentle listeners don't want that. No, I know. But okay. They don't want your emotional health. No, they, they don't. They don't want what's best they for They don't. You guys, what if I went to therapy and became healthy? None of, you'd all stop listening. We'd have to shut this down. We'd shut the shit Sh- down right down. They call it shuddering. They call it... What was that thing you talked about earlier that was like scissoring? Tribbing. Tribbing. <laughs> anyway, okay. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> Wrapping it up. So, it's So those are the top 5. COVID-19 has been crushed. It has been dominated. 
So so grateful to our administration with their swift, decisive action. Right. Um, Okay, so uh, this is Hot Drinks. Do you like it? Do you like this podcast? You can subscribe on iTunes. You or, can give us a rating on iTunes. But but we're on many other platforms. We're we are. Google, we're on all the platforms. Stitcher, but if you're on a... iTunes, give us a rating because I want to see it. Oh my God. And if it's lower than five stars, don't fuck do it. off. Remember that guy that got mad? That Shut we... up. Don't ever bring it up. Okay. He also um, hated my laugh. Yeah. That was a different person. They hated your okay, laugh. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. No one's ever said anything negative about me in the Shut reviews. Up. But if you do have negative things to say about me in the reviews, please do, and I will obsess about them for years. You guys, one time Sister Twain and I and some friends went to a drag show, and I somehow got kicked out of the drag show. I was drinking. I'm not even sure what happened, but I was asked to leave the drag show. And this was, what, like a year ago, two years ago? Oh, a year, less than a year. It was less than a year? Oh, yeah. Anyway, like every three weeks, I'll text Sister Twain and Ask say, the mountain people. And, and say, remember when I got kicked out of that drag show? So if you write a negative re- review about me, just know that I will text Sister Twain every three or four weeks for 25 years and say, do you remember when that person wrote that review about me that said that they hated me? Because that's how I operate. Right. Anyway, you can it's follow cool. us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. <clears throat> yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Hot Drinks. You can go to our Patreon. And sign up to get that beautiful tarot reading next month to guide your October. That's what we're going to do. It will be at patreon.com slash hot drinks. There are many tiers to choose from, but it is the glory of Gary that gets the tarot reading. Yep. Below the glory, Gary. And you don't, you ain't going to know shit about what October nope, has in store for you. So anyway, I'd like to apologize for being so tipsy. Oh my God, are you for real? We've been doing this for over two years and you are this tipsy. I know, I was thinking about that today because we recorded one of our first vlogs for our patrons. Yes. Like a year ago Uh because we'd made Sleepy Hollows. Right. And now we're we're making Sleepy Hollows again. It's a year later. And it's been, and and we're dead inside. Still. We're still dead inside. (laughs) This hasn't been a healing journey. No, no, no. By any means. No, no, no. Anyway, this is Hot Drinks. Podcast. (laughs) Good night. Bye.